Anyway, Morena to you. Morena. How are we today, sir? Yeah, real good. Yeah, it's not a bad uh, Tuesday morning in Otipote. I mean, it's a bit rainy and stuff, but you'll be right. Um, right, the All Seeing Hand Syntax Era uh, album release tour begins in Otipote um, and kind of it begins not too far away from the release date as well. Well, I think it's uh, the last day of this month or the first day of next? First day of August. The first day of first August. Day Is that a significant day. date or... Oh, oh! Maybe it is. But <laughs> <laughs> that reaction? No, not hugely significant. No, we're just we had to put a line in the sand where we uh, could say everything was totally done because we tend to change things right up until the last minute. Yeah, consummate professionals. <laughs> uh, you know, perfectionists. Perfectionists, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Oh well, why? I mean, I I don't create music. I've never been able to do it. But I'm not surprised that people are like that. I totally would be too. And I don't think if if I was more of a creator of the musical musical kind, I don't think it would ever come out. And not for fear of people maybe not liking it, is the fact the fear that I probably wouldn't just no, it wouldn't be good enough. Anyway, moving along, Royal Oil was the first the first track you released from the album. Um, a, ro- a lot runs through my mind um, with the title, lyrics, and composition of the song. Um, you know, I'm thinking uh, Earth's heroine because you know Royal Oil can also mean heroine. Oil is pretty much <laughs> a heroine of humanity. Uh, with our dictumness to it. Um, I'm thinking uh, the Saudi royal family. I'm thinking royal Dutch shell uh, and a past reference to maybe a t- dystopian future. Would I be close to any of, with any of those things? Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I mean, none of those things explicitly and sort of all of those things implicitly. Yeah. It's just, yeah, this um, <clears throat> convergence of, of themes. Um, that were particularly on David and Johnny's minds when they, I think they sort of collaboratively wrote the lyrics and um, yeah, and that's sort of a theme that runs through the whole album. Yeah. Um, I think Royal Oil is sort of, if there's one song that that sort of sums up the themes running through the music as well as the lyrics. Yeah, yeah. so what came first, the lyrics or, or the track? Um, it's usually it's pretty much always the music so with royal oil it was the same that was yeah. sort of originally an instrumental track that just got stronger and stronger as david was working on it and um and actually that was so the albums um got songs from different time periods mm-hmm. some of the stuff's like probably three years old some of the songs we might have even written four years ago um, and some of it, like Royal Oil, is brand new. We've never played it live, like yeah. not even once. Wow. David just built the thing from the ground up in the course of putting the album together, like took a little drum loop and repeated it. And, and so a couple of songs, like most of the songs on the album we've played live, but a couple of them, David's just like hacked drum loops together. <laughs> and now I have to sort of yeah. reverse learn them and <laughs> they change in the process then. So when we do play them live, they'll be different to the album version anyway yeah but you know have there been songs that he's come up with that are just far too complicated for you as a drummer uh, we I don't think there's any that we've had to ditch um, he definitely like some of the stuff that he he'll take like a tiny little mistake that I've made in the course of recording or we'll do a little bit of improvised 
stuff um, like when we're in the studio we try and make the most of the time so yeah um, Vanya who records most of our stuff he'll just leave the room for an hour and me and, me and David will go crazy and then he'll have all these drum all these sort of drum recordings that he can make little loops out of so then I have to learn how to replicate a mistake that I made and that yeah. he's cut together in a way that is inhuman to play um, but we always we always manage to get there sometimes we need to get Johnny to add in some percussions yeah. so that stuff that would require like four arms to play yeah, as possible yeah. yeah I mean so I mean you must have grown as a musician so much through uh, your bandmates yeah absolutely absolutely um, I mean my, my background's pretty much playing in punk bands mm. um, through my like teenage years and um, and most of my 20s and then yeah Improvising with David was um, was one of the first times that I sort of had to just forget everything that yeah, I knew yeah, up yeah. to that point. Cause what do you mean you don't want it faster? Come on. <laughs> <man>. <laughs> yeah. What do you mean you don't want one of the two beats? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, I guess before All Seeing Hand, immediately before All Seeing Hand, or sort of at the, at the band that I was playing, playing in when All Seeing Hand formed was called Teen Hygiene and mm-hmm. that was starting to break the the sort of mold that I was used to playing in and it was I was sort of in a transitional point um, like listening to heaps of different stuff never just listening to punk music but sort of that was always the thing that attracted me live but playing with David was sort of the first time I'd felt this the same sort of energy that I get from playing in punk bands, mm. but in something that just crosses genre like crazy and just has no... I mean, when David plays, music just, like, comes out of his hands. He yeah. just, like... There's his understanding of rhythm and uh, melody is yeah it's it's like nothing I I had ever <laughs> experienced before. <laughs> but there is still like lots of elements of punk to him too, um, depending on your ideals of what punk really is. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean that DIY ethos, the just not really giving a shit about. He could say, he, you convention know, he, he would have fit into like the DC hardcore days quite easily. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And when you see him headbanging, he would totally fit into like a thrash metal scene. And yeah. I mean, he and he does. He listens to all. He listens to things that span right across. Mm. And and actually, I mean, he listens to post punk a lot. And one of the because we never really know how to categorize the band. It's yeah. like when we're touring, we play with all kinds of bands. But it was really interesting. We toured in in China last year, and most shows that we played, I think the common theme among the local bands we played with, there were a lot of post punk bands. Yeah. And I think we sort of slotted into that scene um, in a really in a really nice way, in a way that felt really good. Yeah, I I don't know if it's just the bands that I know from uh, Aotearoa that have gone to China uh, and played with bands. It seems like there's a lot of post punk bands there. Like it's a big big scene in in, in certain regions. Yeah, yeah, it seems like it. And yeah, and different between regions, but it does seem like... um, I mean, I know there are sort of more conventional punk scenes in different parts of China as well, but um, the... Yeah, I don't know. For for whatever reason, it seemed like post-punk was... Maybe there's sort of a wave that's happening right now. Um, But yeah, it was really interesting to see that that common theme but then like in some parts of the country like when we play we played a few shows up in inner mongolia at the start of the tour mm-hmm. and 
I mean, one of the shows there we played with, it seemed like um, it seemed like the bands were even more eclectic, and the yeah. people were really were really just finding what they liked and going with it. And one of the bands we played was like the Inner Mongolian equivalent of Evanescence or something. That's it was like uh, this stadium sort of no metal pop, and uh, it was incredible. Wow. It was, I mean. I've never really listened to Evanescence, but it's what I imagine they sound like. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, right, I'm, there's not much out about the album, so um, I've just had to piece together little bits and pieces. Um, but um, some of the things you've, you know, because you released your press release, um, and you know, you're talking about how like, the program is broken, it's time to kind of change the code. We're talking in the world sense. Um, you know, and, and as you do in all all dystopian futures it's up to the rebels right it's up to the rebels uh, a band of under-resourced misfits um uh, to have a you know they have a common cry to rise up against the tyranny uh from the inside uh you know is that is is that what you are you trying to be the do you want to be the rallying call to that uh, you know um because i would imagine um the music you write and and the, the lyrics you you write about um that's the truth to it you you know this is the way you actually feel about things um yeah i i'm really i'm really stoked that that's the that that's the meaning that's you know that's coming through for you i think that's awesome and with everything we do we try and leave you know room for interpretation so people can make of it what they want um but yeah i mean absolutely the I think the the three of us definitely share a feeling that systemic change is really important and that right now, I mean, I, I think more than anything when we write the music where um, at least the intention is to reflect the way that we are interpreting what's happening right now. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I, I think the way that you're interpreting things <laughs> has a lot in common with the way that we interpret things. I mean, the sense that things right now, politically, you know, geopolitically, sociopolitically, uh, there's a there's a sense of flux. There's a sense that things are in the midst of really changing, that conventional structures are breaking really quickly and that that's more obvious than Ooh. ever. I mean, I know there's, there's always change. There's always social change, but it seems like there's been this real sort of disorientation in a lot of ways over the last few years in some really obvious ways and some less obvious ways. Yeah. Maybe that the pace of change feels like it's speeding up. Maybe that's just us getting older and feeling more confused <laughs> yeah. ourselves. But that strand of hope that um, that a lot of things are changing in really, really positive ways, particularly relations between people and particularly in subculture and um, you know people having voice that may not have had voice before, the recognition that there are all kinds of different people and that they all have rights that they all need. Mm. Uh, that they all deserve voice like that's that's a really um that's a huge change like that's a systemic shift that's like a that's a point in history that um that i think looking back on people will remember as really significant mm, mm. and it's grassroots i mean there's an illusion uh in the world um you know and, and in new zealand that um, change is coming with our political shift but to be honest, it's um, the mindset of the current um, government and, and the previous government aren't too far away from each other in a lot of ways. Yeah, in an institutional sense, I, yeah, I agree. I mean, I, so things, a lot of institutions do seem like they're 
breaking down in some way, but then there are these common themes and there is mm. this sort of, I mean, people, <laughs> there's been a lot of talk, I mean, it, since 2011, and I, and I mean before that as well, the anti-globalization movement in the late 90s, like a sense that neoliberalism, global neoliberalism is in a sort of, in its death throes and mm. is still clutching onto as much power as possible. But then you sort of you see the way that institutions are shifting in terms of their the ways that they're holding on to power, and they might have been slower than social movements, but they've definitely learned from counterculture and learned from yeah. social movements, learned effective strategies, like a just, like a program, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. like AI, right? And when you see the rise of the alt right and the way they're employing yeah. like memes, the way they're employing strategies that are traditionally been used in progressive mm. circles, it's it's heartbreaking but it's also the reality like things need to move quickly yeah. resistance needs to move quickly to have any any hope of really shifting things exactly exactly anyway let's get off the point <laughs> although that's great it's we, a wormhole to go down yeah, yeah, you got time later on this week for another chat um, because you are in town for an entire week uh, is it just you that's here for the entire week visiting far now or are you all down here doing something secret out of Port Chalmers um, no I I managed to come down for a week uh, a week early before the show um, my, my niece my six year old niece is over from San Diego and I hardly ever oh. get to hang out so that's it's amazing. We've been going down to the forest and Brilliant. had had a good time at Moana Pool yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even though the hydro slides are only open on Saturdays, I Fridays, know. and Saturdays, maybe it's Sundays, and not even late night on a Saturday, on a Friday anymore. Uh, and they don't even double the speed on a Friday night either, like uh, they used to. It's terrible. Remember turbo speed? <laughs> they used to make it go real fast. <laughs> and the tower has moved. Yeah. Uh, all oh, kinds it's... of radical changes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, well, that's fun because, I mean, you you grew up in Otipoti, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, you're probably visiting sites that you visited when you were taking her around, showing her cool things that you, you did when you were a child. Perhaps. Yeah, well, we pointed, me and my brother pointed out um, the high school that we went to. Um, and she very rightly commented that it was just boring, <laughs> mm. <laughs> which uh, which it mainly I'm was. School. I'm trying to think of what school that might. It be. was a Tiger Boys. Kind of, it was a crazy, crazy place. Yeah, yeah. I had to go to Kings, mate. Uh, it's just as bad. Uh, anyway, moving along. <laughs> moving along. Oh, Brett. Okay, so I thought maybe you got to something secret with the band, but no, it's just yourself having good times with your niece. So I like that. Uh, and you're gonna have good times with us all this Friday um, at the uh, well, at the Kirk. Cook. Yeah, the, cook. Cook. the cook. Yeah, played at the cook before. No, no. Um, yeah, it's. I'm. I'm really excited to see what's changed. Um, like uh, from <laughs> from what I uh, from what I can see and from what I know of. I mean, Mike Mike McLeod does really good stuff with spaces and mm. and with sound. I and I can only imagine he's completely completely transformed it because um, if it wasn't transformed from what it was before <laughs> there's no way I would want to play there but if it's anything like Chicks Hotel yeah. was um, then yeah I'm, I'm really looking forward to it mm, and, and if you play um, a show like any of the shows you played at Chicks I'm really looking forward to it as well although um, I'm glad that you don't do the Bob anymore because I got inside that thing fuck 
<laughs> I came out quite weird. <laughs> well, that thing, it's still alive. Wow. So it might it might be coming back out at some point. Not this Friday, but yep. we've, we've got wow. some other stuff lined up. Wow. And, uh, and I, I don't know if you saw, but um, Mata is coming down from Littleton yes, yes. Um, to play as well. And she she's just like mind-blowing her music's amazing yeah um, yeah so yeah really and tiny pieces of eight as well we played with them at tora 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 a little festival in the water in the water upper yeah yeah <laughs> yeah and they shit they were amazing i've been wanting to see them for ages but they're really great oh brilliant so it is a great lineup um we're happy to have uh, Mota coming down um she's been coming down a bit lately too which has been really good uh and of course uh, dylan's very own tiny pieces of eight what a joy that will be um right thank you very much for coming in this morning thanks for having it's me it's been a pleasure Ch- um, at Chicks oh, sorry the Captain Cook Hotel uh, this Friday uh, tickets from eventfinder.co.nz uh, all seeing hand uh, the album will be out next week you could win it on Drive all week this um, week oh and I think tickets from under the radar oh tickets from under okay. the radar why have I got eventfinder.co.nz on the thing Oh well, from under the radar, and, and there's a link to eventfinder.co.nz. And so, look at that, we don't have your page. There's a syntax error right there. <laughs> They're everywhere. <laughs> They're everywhere. Uh, ben, thank you so much for coming in. Here is the first single released from the album. It's called Raw Oil, and you're on the 191 FM, the Otago Museum Breakfast.